Please check the description for a link to paper copies of the books featured and upcoming as well as links to other products that will help support this podcast. Thanks for being awesome. At this point, I'm supposed to promise I'll share the secrets of my success as a professional stock market investor. But rule number one is stop listening to professionals. 20 years in this business has convinced me that any normal person using the customary 3% of his or her brain power can pick stocks as well, if not better, than the average Wall Street expert. I know you don't expect the plastic surgeon to advise you to do your own facelift. You don't want the plumber to tell you to install your own hot water tank. But this isn't surgery or plumbing. This is investing, where the smart money isn't so smart and the dumb money isn't so dumb. Dumb money is only dumb when it listens to the smart money. In fact, the amateur investor has many built-in advantages that can result in outperforming the experts. When you pick your own stocks, you should outperform the experts. Otherwise, why bother? Once you've decided to invest individually, try going it alone. This means ignoring the hot tips, recommendations from brokerage houses, and the latest can't-miss suggestion from your favorite newsletter. It also means you should ignore the stocks you hear Peter Lynch or some similar authority is buying. You've got better sources than Peter Lynch, and they're all around you. What makes your sources so good is that you can keep tabs on them. You can pick spectacular performers from your place of business or out of your neighborhood shopping mall long before Wall Street will find them. It's impossible to be a credit card-carrying American consumer while having done a lot of fundamental analysis on dozens of companies. This is where you'll find the 10-baggers. I've seen it happen over and over from my perch at Fidelity. In the language of Wall Street, a 10-bagger is a stock in which you've made 10 times your money. I suspect this technical term has been borrowed from baseball, which goes up to a four-bagger or a home run. In my business, a four-bagger is nice, but a ten-bagger is a whole lot better. You might assume it's the sophisticated gossip that experts hear around Quotron machines which give us our best investment ideas, but I stumble onto the potential big winners in extracurricular situations the same way you can. For instance, I was impressed with the Taco Bell burrito on a trip to California. Somebody at the rival Holiday Inn told me about La Quinta Motorins. My family and friends drive Volvos. My kids had an Apple computer at home, and then the systems manager bought several for our office. I loved the coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. My wife recommended the revamped Pier 1 Imports. In fact, Carolyn is one of my best sources. She's the one who discovered Legs. Legs is the perfect example of the power of common knowledge. It turned out to be one of the most successful consumer products of the 70s. In the early part of that decade, I was working as a securities analyst at Fidelity. I knew the textile business. I visited textile plants, calculated profit margins, and learned the esoterica of warps and woofs. But none of this information was as valuable as Carolyn's. I didn't find legs in any of my research. She found it by going to the grocery store. Carolyn didn't need to be a textile analyst to realize that Legs was a superior product. All she had to do was buy a pair and try them on. 
two or three years after the product was introduced, you could have walked into any one of thousands of supermarkets and realized this product was a bestseller. From there, it was easy enough to find out that Legs was made by Haynes, and Haynes was listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Haynes turned out to be a six-bagger before it was taken over by Consolidated Foods, which is now called Sara Lee. Legs still makes a lot of money for Sara Lee, and has continued to grow consistently over the past decade. I'm convinced Haynes would have been a 50-bagger if it hadn't been bought out. You didn't have to know about legs from the outset. You could have bought Haynes stock during the first, second, or third year after legs went nationwide, and you could have tripled your money. The nice thing about investing in familiar companies like legs or Dunkin' Donuts is that when you try on the stockings or sip the coffee, you're doing the kind of basic analysis Wall Street analysts are paid to do. Visiting stores and testing products is one of the critical elements of an analyst's job. During a lifetime of car buying, you develop a sense of what's good and what's bad. If you don't know about cars, you do know about something else. Why wait for the Merrill Lynch restaurant expert to recommend Dunkin' Donuts when you've already noticed eight new franchises opening up in your area? The Merrill Lynch analyst isn't going to notice Dunkin' Donuts until the stock has gone from $2 to $10. But you noticed it when the stock was at $2. For some reason, amateur investors usually don't consider eating donuts a sophisticated initial investigation into equities. People seem more comfortable investing in something they know nothing about. There seems to be an unwritten rule on Wall Street. If you don't understand it, put your life savings into it. Shun the enterprise around the corner, which can be observed, and seek out the one making an incomprehensible product. Does this mean I think you should buy shares in every business with a hot product? The answer is no. Finding the promising company is the first step. The next step is doing the research. The Fidelity Magellan Mutual Fund has risen over 24-fold per share during the last 12 years. This is partly due to some of the little-known, out-of-favor stocks I've discovered and researched on my own. Any investor can benefit from the same tactics. It doesn't take much to outsmart the smart money, which, as I've said, isn't always so smart.